0: Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, The world changes, and when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. And today, I am so happy to have Bree McCorkle back in the house with me, in our virtual house, right? Um, And returning to have a really cool episode today, which we're calling Threading the Light. And that's going to be, probably need a little bit of explanation and whatnot. So um, we'll get into that as we go forward. But first, I want to welcome Bree. Bree, thank you for coming back and spending time with me again on the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Laurel and friends. I'm, I'm very honored to be here so glad you're here i love your um voice you know i know that we said last time when we were visiting with people here on the podcast um i really encourage people to follow you on instagram and if you're not an instagram user go over to facebook and check out facebook and where what is doing but your voice is so powerful and and lends such a um i think such light to learning how to be um, authentic and vulnerable and and yet still show up as a strong empowered woman and so I think those combinations are really um uh, uh, for me they're 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 one of the most wonderful things that uh, for me when I'm on social media to connect with women that are in that space so thank you for bringing that to that space I think it's um just so important you know to hear from women that are doing the work and and bringing light to this
1: yeah yeah it's um it's kind of something that this, you know, the level of honesty and really being so open and sharing is something I was, I was kind of just born that way. And I remember, you know, being younger and just talking about all the things and, you know, never having any really like embarrassment or shame about like (laughs) being really honest and getting some feedback from the world around me like, whoa, like you sure you want to talk about that? And you want to be an open book in that way? And I'm like, why are we supposed to be different? Um, So I found, you know, over the last seven years, as I've really gone through this spiritual journey and, you know, all these little mini awakenings and gotten sober and had my three babies, you know, just sharing all of the aspects um, of what that looks like and what that feels like it's just second nature to me and I do it because it feels freeing to me. And it's almost like my therapy is to write and to share, but it, it is, it's pretty cool. Um, how many, you know, women have reached out to me <clears throat> over the years of me sharing on Instagram. Um, it's kind of like a diary, you know, and they're just expressed thanks because it helps them to not feel alone. Um, and to know that. I think that's how, what, the number one cause of our suffering is women feeling that they're alone and what they're going through. And so to hear from somebody um, who's going through similar stuff, um, I think is has been really comforting. And so I've, I've been happy that that gift was bestowed.
0: <laughs> well, I am too. I love being part of your world in that way too. So Bree, today we're going to tackle kind of a, a, I think a big topic and we've, We will have had some episodes before this one where we'll be talking about energy work and starting to introduce our listeners, particularly those that are new and haven't done a lot of energy work or experienced energy work before, um, to hopefully invite them to come and sit at the table with us and and find out what it's all about. Because I know for me, it changed my life dramatically and ever since has up-leveled my whole experience of living in the world um, and to have that dimension opened up to me and experience it is is a daily joy. And so I really can't encourage listeners enough to start your exploration around energy. And when I think of energy I also think of it simultaneously with light and we're talking about threading the light today. So let's talk a little bit about energy and and we share a little bit about your introduction. First, when did you, feel like you were introduced to and started to you know understand that that there was a whole world of energy energy medicine energy light all that out there and how did you get you know intrigued by it so to speak i mean i think
1: earliest memories of being in touch with energy was when i was a young girl i mean i was born sensitive i remember You know, just being really enchanted and connected to nature, how I felt when I was in nature, when I was with my favorite like weeping willow tree, Mm -hmm. I could understand animals, what they were trying to say, how they were feeling. You know, I'd watch Disney movies and cry. You know, it's like that we we've talked a lot about being sensitive and what that can mean. And that's really what we're doing. And when we say that we're sensitive and when we're feeling things or when we refer to ourselves as empaths is we're tapping into the life force of everything around us. We're tapping into the energy um, of everything around us because everything is made up of energy. Um, From this, you know, the connection that we're um, able to connect via Zoom today Mm -hmm. to the clothes that we're wearing, to the cacao that I'm sipping, to, you know, this necklace and these crystals here, everything that we can see is made up of energy. And so I didn't know what exactly what it was at a young age, but I was very much in touch with it. And I think it really wasn't until I, um, kind of had my first really big awakening after the birth of my son, almost eight years ago now, um, where I started to kind of get back in touch with the subtle realms of the world that we live in. Um, I started being really drawn to receiving energy work on myself to heal, um, you know, heal my body. I started to get really into polarity therapy. I started to get really into Reiki, um, and that was kind of my entry into understanding energy and working with energy and how I could kind of channel it and use it to help heal myself and heal like emotional wounds, heal spiritual stuff, heal, physical stuff. Um, and that was, you know, eight years ago. And since then I've studied probably, I don't know, 12 to 15 different types of energy become a Reiki master. I now teach how to heal with energy, um, and yeah it's kind of it's a big topic that has a lot of different facets that we can talk about i guess
0: it is and so that just that idea of using the term life force as a synonym for energy you know in our culture we don't have a lot of words yet around uh this whole idea of energy medicine energy psychology life force this it's a very there are many subtleties to it that um we're we're hopefully learning and expanding our language around it but life force I love the idea of life force because you know just the, if if you're if you're new to the topic thinking what makes you alive you know your your body is a is a material thing right but something in there is making move your hands and making you think and helping you smell the roses that are on your desk or whatever right and that life force is part of you know what we are Mm -hmm. and we all are connected through that life force energy and so the the idea of opening up to that world and beginning to explore it is an endless journey really Mm -hmm. Mm it's so exciting yeah
1: i think you know what's coming up right now and i have a group mentorship right now of women uh, where we we meet virtually and in person and one of our topics it's all about how we are the same energy as nature like we are we all share a universal life force we're all made up every living thing whether it's a rose or like we talked about you know your cacao or the air like everything is made up of the same universal life force and how especially that can be really helpful to identify with um and to understand that like what makes you know, what makes us alive is the same as the bird and is the same as the, you know, the bear and the deer and and the grass and the trees and really kind of come into this deeper reverence of nature and of Gaia and of knowing that we are all of the same light force. But also I'm finding that it's really helping the women who in my group, especially who have maybe had some like negative experiences with with religion or dogma um, around like, you know, kind of this very masculine way um, that they've been brought up, and this is their experience. And I've had some some negative experiences around that to really identifying with this more female energy, this life force of Gaia, you know, like, of us being made up of the same energy as her, um, which in the yoga tradition, they call Shakti. And they believe that like the female essence is, you know, the energy that makes up the world. So it's just this really beautiful connection that I'm seeing unfold lately for myself and, and other women where, We're really connecting by connecting to our own life force and nature. It's like, we're realizing that we're made up of the same thing and it's helping us to kind of come home to that, like wisdom of nature and wisdom of the earth and that we are nature. And it's just kind of the the really bigger picture shift um, that I see women kind of returning to their, helping them to return to their feminine energy and where they come from, which is part of my work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a big part of my work too, in terms of introducing clients to this idea of energy, and then having more, um, have, having it come into the experience in in uh, a moment-to-moment way during sessions, where we're starting to get in touch with what the experience is on an energetic level. I think for most women, you know, if we think about the whole masculine-feminine, masculine-feminine um and the layers of how we're we experience life right so in humans we have the physical the me- the, the physical the emotional the mental and the spiritual and so it's mm-hmm. it's i always think of it as masculine feminine masculine feminine so the 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 feminine is emotional and spiritual masculine is more physical and more mental and mm-hmm. The, so this is why I think for women, right, The our, one of our first places to connect around what energy is and how we experience it through the emotional states that we have, right, mm-hmm. that we can understand and how to begin to explore even just through our emotions, how energy, how this emotional energy moves through us and mm-hmm. how the expression of it can empower us and help us clear ourselves to get to better thinking right and Mm -hmm. so uh, when we begin this exploration right as women we feel empowered I think pretty quickly by just knowing oh there's something else there that I can relate to and sense into that makes me understand the world better Mm -hmm. right through Mm -hmm. understanding myself better and that's mm-hmm. why we, we, and I want to continue to invite women to come into this space and explore, explore, explore. And the idea of, you know, how this, how this, uh, interacts with your religious or spiritual beliefs, they don't even have to connect. I mean, it can be totally, it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. One, this, this, what we're talking about is being able to really experience, right ourselves in a very conscious way and all these subtle realms of how our how we are alive and connected to all that is right yeah and it's so powerful when we start to connect to all of that like it starts to give so much more meaning to life and how we're experiencing life and to understand Why, when our child is upset, we hurt so deeply, right? Like all this connection starts to make more sense and and truly is empowering.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very, it's so true. It's when you start to really tap into that how powerful we are and how we are all made up of energy um, and what that looks like and how that affects us, ourselves, you know, those around us, our loved ones, family members. I mean, even this morning, I went out for a walk. Um, just to be with nature. And it's like, you know, on my walk as I'm connecting with the trees and I'm looking at the leaves and I'm feeling the wind and I'm feeling the sun and, you know, seeing the chipmunks and the squirrels. It's such a beautiful thing to know that the same thing that is breathing me, you know, is breathing them. And to feel this like beautiful connection, it just, it just drops you into your body. And it just, again, it, it makes you feel like that deep knowing that you're connected to that web of life I find has just brought me so much peace, especially over the last few years, um, you know, and running energy with, with her, with diet, with nature, like welcoming that and acknowledging that part of myself has been so healing and has been, honestly, I don't know where I would be without that and without that earth energy, <laughs> honestly.
0: I feel the same. I feel the same. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about uh, threading the light. Mm-hmm. So as we make the leap from this idea of energy over to threading the light, let's mm-hmm. just connect these two ideas together, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I know for me, I'll share a little bit about my shamanic experience. And, and when we were doing shamanic work, and when I do shamanic work with people, I think of our energy field as a tapestry, that's woven with light threads and so as we do healing work experience healing work what we're doing is kind of really refreshing our, our this tapestry and reweaving you know light different light um, different shades of light different subtle realms of light right into our energy body and so thre- the idea of threading the light when you said that you were starting to you know do this and explore this with clients, I thought, oh, I want I want to talk more about this. I want to Bri- have Bree come on because I think mm-hmm. it's it's such a beautiful way of uh, it's, it's a beautiful imagery of I mean how how we can understand too how this actually works like what really is happening right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's not. It's um. You know. <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> Sometimes it's a struggle to put words to it. I'll be Mm -hmm. very honest with you, uh, but I'll try my best. So, you know, over the last few years, I basically work with women and support them through all their stages in life. Like my, I use my gifts of intuition and like channeling and healing, basically to show women how to be their own healers, how to, how to kind of step into their own power, their own life force, their own vitality, Learn how to honor their gifts as sensitive and empaths, and how to basically like dissolve the stuff, the parts of themselves that's keeping them from the real them. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically if I can sum up the work in a nutshell. Um, and so it's a really beautiful thing using this energy work because and the the intuitive and and like tuning women back into their own intuition, because you know, living on this planet, living in this earth, we come in, you know, we come in with karma, we come in with stuff in our, in our lineage, you know, and our, from our ancestors, we come in with past life wounds. Um, you know, we really don't come in as blank slates, like the tabula rasa, like I was trained in graduate school. Like I really, I don't, I don't see that. And I don't believe that. And I work with babies now and, and women, and I see, you know, the kind of the stuff that we come in with. Um, And then, of course, we have our own life experiences and things that we're going through and the energy of what we're picking up from the places that we're in, the relationships we're in, and all this kind of stuff. So through the energy work, whether it's Reiki or different types of healing frequencies, my work has been to kind of dissolve that away um, for women to heal, whether it's healing a past life or healing something in the lineage or, you know, through the esoteric healing work, but also through application through real life um to get her to connect into who she truly is her truest nature and why and why she's here um so she can be free to enjoy life and to be fully present which is like the whole freaking point right (laughs) right. (laughs) just to like tap into the feminine joy be in our essence and like do this thing like show up you know and receive it all um and show up fully yeah Yeah, show up fully and receive it all all the juice like that's what we're in right now yeah. This like shakti experience, this feminine energy experience, receiving. Um, so the threading light, you know, came in this spring. I was the, it came in as you know an idea, a download, a vision, however you want to say it. I was actually working with flowers at the time. Um, doing, I was called to create art with pressed flowers and just making different things with flowers, and I was just really enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing this, I started to get this download of this, this threading light work. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was that there's an, it was an opportunity for me to be a channel for women and babies and women and children, basically to thread their souls back together, to reweave them together after the birthing process. Um, and it sounds super far out and super woo, and I totally get it. Um, but this was kind of the download that I got, mm-hmm. and you know, I was all, and so the process. And now I've been doing it for the last four months, um, kind of behind the scenes, you know, learning and practicing and 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 kind of weaving this into what into my offerings, which I'll be sharing with the world soon. But it's really, you know, as mothers, anyone who has, you know, been pregnant and carried life and birthed life, um, you know that it's quite the journey. <laughs> it's, it's It really is, you know, you, you move from mother to maiden, like there's parts of you that have to die so that you can be in rebirth. Like when you're birthing your baby, you're, you're also birthing you, like a new you. And there's so many, parts that you walk through. And so much of it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And there's, there's also the world that we live in that disconnects us from our power and tells us that we don't know how to birth and that we don't know how to do this. And there's all this like interference and all this outside, you know, sometimes masculine energy where we're kind of cut off from our knowing and, you know, the birth, it, it typically doesn't go the way you thought. And, you know, we just, as women, we can accumulate so much emotional, spiritual, physical, trauma even just from the birth itself right and so this threading light work that i'm now doing is like meeting the mother and the baby or the mother and the child in that postpartum you know anywhere they are in their postpartum window and like reconnecting their souls reconnecting their light reconnecting their energy in its perfection as they came in and chose each other back together dissolving the trauma of birth dissolving the trauma of, you know, the breastfeeding journey or just the emotional stuff, the postpartum hormones, like all of that stuff seeing and honoring and balancing all parts of them, like mind, body, and soul, no matter what they've been through and bringing them back together. Because what I see is that all souls, all babies choose their mothers. And there's some kind of a contract that, um, know that takes place and that's also evolved as part of the work now where women that want to um, kind of enter into conception their conception journey those that want to have a baby consciously that there are actually this is maybe a whole other episode um spirits that surrounds the woman's aura and that there's a process that i've been shown to walk women through how to, if it's divine timing and if it's in divine right order to bring, to, to call that soul into her energy field and into the body, um, to have the conception process be conscious and like fully awake and, and a part of, um, so there's all these different facets that are going on with this work, with this threading light, um, at all stages of a woman's cycle, um, in motherhood. And so that's what I've been kind of doing behind the scenes these last five months.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, um, so many things came up as you were speaking. So I'll see if I can get back and ask a couple of questions, some of the things that were going on. Um, so one of the things I want to, um, just kind of come back to and talk a little bit about is this idea of, first of all, conceiving consciously, right? Mm -hmm. The idea of, um, so how would you describe that? Just so as for the, for the women and the men even that are listening, right? How would you describe consciously conceiving?
1: I think consciously conceiving is just kind of the, the realization or the remembering that like you as a woman and as a mother, like your soul knows and that mm-hmm. you have awareness of the subtle energies that are around you. Um, And sometimes that subtle energy is a soul, you know, like I work with mothers who, whether they're first time mothers or third time mothers who can feel like they, they tell me like they can feel the presence of a being that wants to come in, you know, or that they can feel they're having these conversations with, you know, a presence in their life that um, feels very comforting to them. And it feels like it could be the soul of their child. Like it's, you know, there's some women who are born kind of with this knowledge and this awareness of energy and souls around them. And there's others that after becoming mothers are going through some type of initiation or some kind of awakening, or when they become very aware of the desire that they want to have babies, they want to have become a mother that all of a sudden they're kind of, there's these things happening. They're seeing all these signs, you know, like all this kind of esoteric stuff starts to happen. Um, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. I've had some moms know, like say to me, I don't know how, why I feel so called to have a baby. It doesn't make any sense, but I can feel, you know, might, they might not necessarily see the soul, but they might get this strong urge to have another child or to know that that's something that maybe they didn't think was going to happen, but they feel really called to it. So it's really conscious just means to kind of, you know, be more have eyes open and be aware of, um, the different things that are kind of happening that may, that are not always visible to the eye kind of the unseen. Um, and conception obviously is, you know, the process of conceiving a child and bringing that child from the energetic realm into your physical womb, um, and birthing it, you know, some, some would refer to, um, is that helpful?
0: Yeah, I think that's helpful. (laughs) Well, I think, because I think that, you, you know, when we say consciously conceiving a child, there's, um, you know, in order to conceive a child, we have sex. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you know, we're adopting. So we're not, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily connected to that act, but we're calling in a child into our life, right? And mm-hmm. then there are times when we might be in the space where a child's coming into our world, but we're not not—we're not calling it in, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you had sex and you didn't want to have a child, right? That wasn't the intention. It was just to enjoy the pleasure of sex, right? So mm-hmm. it's the idea of really like really thinking about all the layers i think the reason i wanted you to talk about it because i know there's many layers to consciously yes. conceiving and consciously calling in someone yeah. in to come in and through you as a child right yeah yes
1: yeah and it's not it's not to say like you know this isn't about oh well you know if you're trying to conceive and you can't it's not it's because you're not woke enough or you're not you know right. connecting with their soul or yes. no, no 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 absolutely yeah. not um like you said there are some souls that you know that come in without us even being you know this happened to me um my lap my third child like we were not he he came in on his own accord and was like this is time i need to be with you this is part of our contract this is part of my lesson like karmically i'm meant to be with you at this time and we were like whoa um so you know they have they have you know, there's all this research, Um, there's this whole body of work in pre and perinatal psychology that talks about how there is actually life before, you know, conception, there is life before the brain is formed that the spirit, you know, has a soul, and that there is a presence and a knowing before there's even a body formed. Um, A really great book for anyone who's interested in reading more about that is called Spirit Babies. Um, I think I have it here. See The author is <clears throat> um yeah, spirit babies, how to communicate with the child you're meant to have nice. by Walter Mackichin. I don't know how to that. Great. Um good, good. But nice. that there is, you know, a soul and a presence and a in a in a wisdom. It's not just you, it's not just the sperm, it's not just the egg, that there's a presence, there's a soul there. Mm-hmm. Um and so opening up communication, you know, talking to if if you want to conceive and it hasn't, you know, been happening in the timeline that you're that you're wanting it to opening up that conversation, having that kind of communication, you know, having faith or leaning on mine <laughs> or Walters that you can communicate with that soul. Um, and that it's kind of, you know, this this thing that you're entering into. You know, the last, one of the last clients I worked with um, wanted to conceive a child and they were having difficulty. So she called me in and we did some, um, a few sessions, a few healing sessions together. And you know it, it's it's each session is unique as a fingerprint. It's because everyone's soul and body and emotions and spirit, like there's all you know, everyone is is completely unique. So there's no one size fits all. Um, But really, you know, after doing tuning in and doing some of the healing work, and there were different flowers and herbs and oils that wanted to be a part of her ceremony and the work to be kind of like her helpers. um, we figured out, you know, what, what presented itself to me was this, was there was this big block emotionally between her, herself, her inner child and her mother. Mm. Um, it was like this huge boulder that was just like crushing the heart energetically and making her be in all this fear about bringing this child into the world. Um, and so we just sat with that and we brought love in and brought in the, you know, did the healing work. And I was guided to do what I was guided to do. And, um, There was a huge release and, you know, peace and, um, that needed to heal first. And the, and the spirit that was around her aura, the baby, um, communicated that like I'm here, but it's not time. Like this needs to heal first. And once this is healed, if she chooses to do that with her own free will, then I can come in. Then it's a possibility. Um, so that's what exactly what happened a few months later. I got the text. I'm pregnant. You know, the baby's here. Yeah. Um, wow. Does it always work out like that? Is that what it always is like? No. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, we can, we can hold the space. We can tune in. We can bring healing to what is ready to be healed, whether it's emotional, spiritual, physical, or energetic, but it ha- it's all in divine will. It's all the will of the divine. It's all the will of God. And we hold the space and, you know, sometimes things are contracted. Sometimes they're not, but I'm not an expert. Um, I just show up as a humble, um, servant really, um, to these souls and to this healing that wants to be done. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just the most incredible thing to witness. Um, and, and it really is for me all about the mother, caring for the mother, honoring the mother, helping to heal the mother helping her to bring love into the places um, where there's, you know, where there's pain um, and trauma. And so that's always my, my intention is to heal, to bring deep healing to the mother and whatever happens because of that. um, You know, that's not up to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking as you were talking to this concept too, of um, you know, how we live in, in, we, we carry forward to a certain extent the stories of the generations that lived before us, our ancestors and and so we're an ever evolving story in our in our lineage, right when we when we feel like we're consciously doing this work, we begin to look at, you know what we carry from the generations before, the stories that we're carrying. And just as you say, you know that was a beautiful example too of you know, this idea of, how the stories begin to change and evolve and grow right and how we carry them in us you know like the stories of pain from our parents or the parents delivered from you know from their parents to us like all of this is part if you're going to come into this world and begin to do this work really consciously you know that you know there's what you what you come to discover is that it's it's a it's, a again, a tapestry, this idea of a tapestry with all these stories and energy all woven together. And one thing can affect another and another and another. And so as we do the work, we're freeing ourselves up to be able to experience more joy, more light, more freedom, more self-expression, more happiness, more fulfillment, right, by looking at what the stories are that limit us and hold us back. And mm-hmm, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. example of that right there, you know.
1: Yeah. And it's like, whatever, like you said, the the example of the tapestry is that like, you know, sometimes do we have this like really big healing experience that like, you know, brings light to all these different layers of the tapestry and dissolves the old yuck and the sludge and the spider webs and all the energetic stuff or wherever it's coming from. Yes. But most of the time it's a piece by piece healing, yeah. you know, it's a slower process right. and that's what we show up for we show up and hold space and we tune in and we ask like, what is ready to be healed today? What is in divine right order to be dissolved and alchemized and transmuted and to bring the light into. And basically as I see it, restore her, restore the mother to her divine blueprint to restore her to her truest nature. And if there is a child that is meant to come in at that time, we can call them in. We set the intention, like we create the opening and we create, Like we bring balance to the mother's entire being just because she deserves that and she's worthy of that. Um, Mm. And then if there is a child present, like they're they're brought back into that perfect harmony, that threading that light of their souls back together so that they can both be in the space, in the emotional, energetic, balanced, like blissful Mm. state of mother and baby. Um, Whether that baby came from her womb or, you know, however it was conceived, those two souls are together for a reason. And so to bring them back into that sacred space um, is really the intention of of the work.
0: And also, you know, the beginning, really the beginning of the work, you know, because it sets the template of you know, joining together and kind of making that agreement and and saying, okay, let's do this thing. And then this thing becomes a whole nother journey, right? So we, we begin, we literally are beginning the dance of a lifetime together and more to learn, more to grow together, right? Like when we when we when we're talking about this, it's not like, oh good, you know, now I'm gonna have the perfect child experience. I'm never gonna have a problem with my child, I'm always gonna be happy. <laughs> like it's not that. That's not what we're talking about. It's the idea of you are now able to come in together and and kind of execute what you came here to do. And that's always a dance going forward. You know, there's gonna be ups and downs and highs and lows and, and the good parts and the hard parts and the messy parts and it's all but it's all okay because the more consciously we do it and the more that we can look at all the messy stuff and just go hey it's just part of what we're here to learn and grow and do and experience together and and what 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 wisdom do we have to explore right and to gain from living this out Together, and that's been the beautiful part of. I know your kids are getting a little bit older now. You're starting to have like those kinds of conversations where you can see, wow, we're teaching each other, right? It's not just about me anymore, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah so cool oh, yeah.
1: to be in that space. Well, even like it reminds me, I had a threading light session this past weekend um, up in Maine, and the baby was only a few months old, you know. And so I went into the session, of course, being human, having an ego. You know, like, oh, I bet this is how it's going to go. And it's going to be so healing for the mother, you know, and like that baby ran the show. Like she ran the whole session. She was like, this is for me. She showed us an aspect of her birth that was not, that she felt not disempowered by, that she didn't feel in control of. And she wanted to speak out about that. And she asked me to bring healing to specific parts of her body. She asked me to reconnect specific chakras with her mother's. And then she had me kind of communicate to the mother, um, and her partner about like h- how she wanted the birth to go. And then the baby literally started to like recreate and do her own birth movement again, the way that she wanted to be birthed. Wow. And it was like this incredible burst of healing and emotion and crying. And then this deep peace and this deep sleep, mm-hmm. um, and you know, she also shared like that that's the part of this work too. Like you were saying, it's not about perfection and like, oh no, my baby and I you know, it's gonna be this blissful experience. Like it's about seeing each other for who you really are. Yes. Like, oh, there you are. Yes. There's your soul, yes. you know, like this yes. is who you are, and this is how you came in, like this is your divine perfection. Yes. And yes, we're in human form because we're on earth school, and so we're all here learning yes. and healing, but like there you are. And here I am. And here we are together. This is what this, this perfection of like connection is all about. Mm-hmm. And this baby was like, listen, you, you know, I'm the, I'm the wisdom keeper and mom, you're the gatekeeper. And we've done this dance before. And we've had these past lives together. And in this life, this is what we're here to do now. I mean, she would just have this, I mean, so much information to share and came through, And, you know, so much it helped the mom to be like, Oh my God, yes. I'm like, this is her personality and this is what she wants. And this is what she needed. And this is what we're here to do. And I mean, it's just the coolest thing to be able to also see babies and children for the powerful sentient beings that they are and to give them space and to give them a voice and to see them. I mean, every time I work with a child or a baby, I cannot tell you how excited they are to be seen and to be recognized and to be given a space to, to speak and share and to be seen as like a sovereign being. I mean, it's the greatest
0: thing ever. So beautiful. So beautiful. So for other people who are listening, any anyone tuning in who has stayed with us this long, and is really interested in this idea of conscious parenting and conscious work. um, I'll give another book referral because I love this um, book and this woman, um, conscious parenting by Uh huh. Shelby Savari. I never know if I say her name exactly right. I'll put it in the the notes here for anyone. But just another beautiful um, uh, book and and place to go to begin to think differently about this mother child, parent child relationship, and um, and doing it very consciously. You know, as your child is another. Being that came into the world you know you don't own them that you you they they have sovereignty and and how to how to do that well right how to how to parent well when you have those kinds of ideas in your mind because that's that's a whole different ball game then <laughs> but a, good one, a really good one to go on yeah Bree, thank you for coming and spending time with me again and sharing your wisdom and your light. So again, how can people get in touch with you? If there's anyone that was listening today and they go, Oh my gosh, I have to have a session with her right away. Can you tell them how they can um, book with you? And
1: Yeah, absolutely. You? So if you are local to the Seacoast, New Hampshire area or Maine or Massachusetts, or if you just feel up for a drive mm-hmm. um, I offer in-person threading light sessions um, out of a, uh, Parenting and respite office um, on Tuesdays,
0: awesome.
1: and I can put the relief. It's the I can put the the link, or we can link it in the notes. Yeah, okay. um, I also offer the threading light sessions, as well as healing and intuitive sessions for mothers, for kids. Um, if you want to learn how to be your own healer, um, Reiki trainings, retreats, group mentorships—basically um, about connecting to your own. Um, okay. Feminine energy, your wisdom, your intuition, and your creative power. Um, I do that four days a week distance sessions. And you can find more information either at my website, which is ww.bremacquorkel.com, uh, or you can follow along on Instagram, which is Bri.mcquorkel.healing.
0: Nice. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We'll come back. Let's have some more conversations about this um, yummy stuff, and invite people to uh, continue to do their beautiful work, so they can have the beautiful life and enjoy every minute of it, even when it's messy. That's the other thing, you know. I feel like when I, when I talk about beautiful work, beautiful life, we we know we've said it again and again. The work doesn't always feel beautiful sometimes it feels ugly sometimes it feels messy and the beautiful life doesn't always feel perfect and wonderful but you know it's yours and you feel empowered to like go forth and work through the messy stuff and love your life anyway and uh and that's really the beauty of, of doing the work so thank you for coming and speaking so powerfully into our topic today and let's do it again sometime
1: amen sister thank you so much for having me thank you to
0: everybody Yeah, you bet. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.